Hello, Stephen. I am in a wonderful mood today, and I was wondering if you knew Ooh. why I was in a wonderful mood. I think I do. So there's a few reasons. Reason number one is it is like 30 degrees outside as we're recording this day, and it's beautiful in the city. And people may disagree. Toronto, top one of the top cities in the world in the summer because it's awesome. <laughs> there's, there's a concert every night. There's a sports game. It's awesome. So that's number one. Number two, I actually booked my flights to Vancouver last night. So I will unfortunately be seeing you in person. But for the viewers, it could be fun because maybe we'll do some in-person stuff. Maybe maybe we'll go live. Who knows? A little bit, little bit harder to get the in-person than I thought it was going to be. But we're, to get we're the still guess? To get the guess. Um, yeah, to get the guess. Yeah. No one will make the drive out to... To meet us uh, all the way to Surrey. They're like, yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> we're going to have to go to Vancouver. Um, but the third reason is we have a birthday and it's not mine and it's not yours. So whose birthday is it? It's ours. It's our birthday. So what happened? How, we've now done this podcast for a year and this is actually episode. We've done more than 52 episodes because we had some bonus ones in the middle there. You got this wrong last week. So, okay. right, so we've, we've completed 52. Okay. So 52 weeks in the year, we've completed 52. We did yeah. two bonus, one with Dana Richard, one with Nolan. And so this is actually 55, but this is our first episode of the new year, making it our birthday episode. Well, happy birthday, Steve. I got you something, Tom. What did you get me? Well, I got us something. I got the show something. Is the show a person? The cat's a person. So is the show a person? The show's a personality and... I think people notice in the comments sometimes on YouTube that the show responds to things and mm -hmm. they don't know if it's me or you or somebody else. So I think it is its own person. I okay. think so. so. So we uh, we we monetized, which is fun. And I took all of the monetization money. All $12? All 16 cents of it. <laughs> and uh, I got us a birthday present. You want to see it? I'd love to see it. All right, here it is. Welcome to the Tom Story Show with Steve Karish and Tom Story, where we discuss everything real estate or whatever else is on our minds. Look at us. Wow. Okay. So not bad, right? Now we're not professional bad. around here. Now, if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, it may have sounded the same, right? If you're listening, but we have a brand new intro that makes us look like real podcasters, and and I know you would give me a few hints moving into this. I hadn't seen that before, but there's other things on the channel that are changing as well. We're we're up in our you game bet. here. We took all of our AdSense money, every single penny of it, and we put it towards hiring some guy in some foreign country. And he made us all sorts of wonderful stuff. So if you go to, if you're not watching this on YouTube and you go to the YouTube channel, uh, you will see a new, I guess, what do you call it? Logo, profile picture, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, channel art, that intro that we just played, which I'm happy with. Like, it was kind of kind of stylish. Think it's awesome. better, yeah. better than the crap that I pieced together for the last year. And uh, also, if you're on the YouTube side and you go to the audio side you will see new branding there as well but i wanted to keep i really like what we had so mm -hmm. we kept it very much the same uh just paid somebody to make it look better than what i could do in word or 
pages or whatever's on my Mac here. It's funny. I've had people that I know listen to the podcast that have literally come up to me and just they they've just gone bomb bomb because <laughs> they know they know the intro song. Uh, so I agree. I'm glad we kept with it. I didn't think we needed to change it. But you know what? what I wanted I'm proud to- of the intro song. I cut that from the finest free no uh, copyright music on youtube so if if it was me i would have paid like 400 dollars a year for some platform that i use one song from but steve is more savvy and makes things happen for a much cheaper Well, technically it's two songs patched together so oh it is well look at you it is yeah look at my editing style hey you know what i was actually going to ask you about that because one time i clicked on the song that youtube thought it was because it puts it in the description sometimes that is and i was like oh that's weird this doesn't actually sound it sounded like it for a second so you're so you clip two together look at you and if you're paying attention, I've actually started putting that main song behind some of our commercials. So fun, okay. fun note. But I go. have lots of I want to get into a whole bunch of market stuff here. But since it is our birthday show and we have mm-hmm. a new birthday look uh, moving forward, I made some notes here and I want to ask you. I, this is kind of like that episode of Survivor when you they go like down memory lane and they kind of like look over. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. like. They like yeah. walk past all their friends snuffed out torches and uh, there's only two left. And you, right now you and I are the two that are reminiscing. <laughs> so let me see if I can actually find my notes here. Uh, so I actually said already 52 episodes plus two bonuses. I'd like to do more bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a pain in the butt to, to figure out. So we're, this is actually episode 55, which is nice. That gets us a total of a hundred and. 20,000 views on episodes on YouTube not on shorts but on just purely on, on episodes. episodes shorts are another 70,000 views so this the impressions is a, is an interesting metric mm-hmm. 1.2 million impressions of my and your stupid face I'm so sorry on to YouTube. everybody <laughs> I'm so sorry to the audience <laughs> not including our main channel by the way this is just this yeah this is just this uh so we are almost just on teetering on the verge of 200,000 total views in less than a year. Uh, Almost, we could like literally be today when this is coming out the day that we hit 2,000 subs. Yep, we're very close. If you would have told me that a year ago, I thought we would have been at like 500 by now. Yeah, if we were lucky. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Agreed. Um, And we are currently sitting at about 31,000 audio side downloads. Wow. So I'm... I never thought I thought we would have been a solid 50 or 60. We're approaching basically a thousand per week now mm-hmm. downloads a uh, solid 800 anyway. But I went down memory lane and okay. here we go. I'm going to let you guess on a few of these. Okay. Uh, you're going to know you're going to know some for sure. All right. Most watched episode of the year on YouTube. Uh, on U- Suretsky's episode. For sure. Steve Buyers Suretsky, waited too long to get into the market. We named it. something. What like an that. amazing quote, right? Yeah. What an amazing quote. Buyers waited too long. Everybody's like, oh, no, it's going to keep going down. He And he said that like January 4th or something we had him on. That's when we recorded that at least. Yeah. And he has such pull that apparently he knows everything. And uh, I actually put that in on one of my videos recently where he's like, yeah, he called it. Buyers waited too long. This was the bottom. Until next time, until the next bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> top, enough. Top mo- top moments. So this is a metric on YouTube that pe- people probably don't understand completely. But this means the episode of which the average viewer tuned in for the longest. Hmm. You will never get this one, I don't think. 
I, I have first, second, and third place. Was it the Melanie Gallia episode about about uh, no. for, foreclosures? No, that actually got a ton of views, like for our fifth episode ever, or whatever yeah. the heck it was. Like yeah. early on, it got a ton of views. Tony Joe. Tony Joe. All right. Tony, Tony Joe's Joe. episode all about Victoria. So uh, that was good. Followed by the very obvious Brad Lamb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Brad episode. Yeah. And the don't tell him we said so. Daryl Frankfurt in third place for Darryl. most retention. Yeah. Most retention. Oh, so this is based on the people listening for the longest on on YouTube, correct? On YouTube, yeah, yeah. So the people that kept the the attention the longest. So those were those were uh, one, two, and three. On audio downloads, uh, I have first and second place. Second place uh, is a bit of a shocker, I think, because it's a sleeper. The first place, I think, is probably obvious. Uh, I'm guessing Brad's was top on Brad, audio. Yeah, for sure. You know who? Uh, I think I they were. Sorry, go, go on. Go, for go it. on. No, 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 you go. I, okay, no, fine, I'll go. go. Okay, I'll go. No, you hang up. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually, I have a feeling because I did, I don't look at the audio stuff as much as you do, but I remember like when it launched, I was like, whoa, this episode's taking off on audio. It's Marianne Miles, right? Is that Marianne Miles, second place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I messaged her about it too. I was like, your episode's like doing crazy numbers it. on audio. Yeah. And yeah, she just responded back. was like, 15 years in the industry, a lot of people supported me and listened to it so uh yeah really cool great like yeah tell your friends if you like any of these people uh tell your friends like tell that's what my request is i know we we're like oh we forgot to say like and subscribe like and subscribe but tell your friends particularly if you're real estate agents i know it can be a very lonely business mm -hmm. uh it's kind of nice i'm a big podcast listener so i kind of feel like um there's a there's a lot I can kind of catch up on by listening to podcasts while I'm in my car alone sitting in traffic that sort of thing um I got a few more here uh most YouTube comments oh most comments is this is this a sleeper episode I wouldn't have guessed or is it an obvious one uh I think it's an obvious one but you probably won't guess it most YouTube comments. And this includes if we respond to someone, right? Like total I comments. I just went in and said total comments. I don't know. So I don't there, know I, do, I do remember one. It was a me and you episode. Was it the Dead Cat Bounce episode? Yes. Yeah. Dead Cat Bounce. So you know why I remember that is because one person we went back and forth with a few times in the comments. like, And it was like a thread. So that's why that, that stuck out to me. It could be. Uh, it was far ahead of all the rest of them, so could have been that, obviously. Also, most likes was also Dead Cat Bounce. Really? Interesting. Huh. Uh, I should have looked at, like, most dislikes. Most dislikes. Fun, but I, did, I didn't look at that. <laughs> okay, so I have uh, one last one, first and second place. Highest AdSense revenue. Look behind the curtain hmm. and find out our largest episode. Uh, what we... I will let you pick the the guest because they're both guests mm -hmm. and i will let you try and guess the amount i you know if it's just based on views or attention i would guess Soretsky was our was our highest on on money earned is that is that it correct okay and what did he make uh 80 85 bucks 90 maybe no Dick, man Dick. this is adsense <laughs> adsense actually it was it wasn't bad our highest episode ever 61 dollars and 68 cents Okay. All right. Thank you, Steve. I'll buy you a beer when you're in Toronto. Not bad. Followed by, yeah. Um, this is the type of guest I think I would like to get more of. It's just hard to get them on. 
Economist? That's my hint. That's my hint. It was it was an Economist. <laughs> the only Economist. We've the had only had Economist on. we've yes. had on. Yeah, Brendan. Brendan, because I know you won't be able to say his first name. Brendan, Brendan. Ogmanson. I can say his first name. Um, don't call him Brandon. Uh, at fifty four dollars and twenty eight cents. Wow, so that is that. our year cut, in review. And after we chain. put, yeah, after we put it all together, we took every single penny we had and made that beautiful intro in the beginning. <laughs> so <laughs> that is our walk down memory lane. Only you and I are left. We're gonna axe one of us, and one of us will be the survivor today. Um, just before we get into the real kind of middle of the show here and we're going to get into the numbers and what's going on and all the fun stuff we normally talk about and some crazy things going on right now in the industry um i want to talk about quickly just like okay we've gone over all the numbers that was cool um but how did this start why are we even doing this because i'll be honest with you like i've thought about doing something like this for many years and what held me back was the time involved. And even though I kind of downplay and say, yeah, you know, when people ask, I'm like, oh, it's an hour a week we show up. But the truth is, it's way more time than that. You handle all the editing, you upload it to the platforms. I know how much time that takes. I mean, I, my job is basically to get the guests to come onto the show and it's waiting for emails and trying to scheduling times. And these guests that are, you know, well-known people are have busy lives and it's hard to get them in place. And then on Sunday when these episodes come out, I'm like, my morning is spent checking what the episode's doing. Like I'm very interested. So like the amount of time involved in this is is not an hour a week. It's probably five to 10 hours a week at least. And I was terrified that, you know, even though I thought people would maybe enjoy what we had to say, I didn't want to take anything away from my business or my clients. And, and I was worried, but it's worked out like better than I ever thought. It's actually the other way, I know. Which, which is nice because now I have uh, currently right now working with two clients that are like, I mean, I'm sure they watch the videos, but they're kind of like, yeah, they're talking about the podcast more than the other side. So that's fun. It's it's a nice way to, um, to reach people. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to reach agents. I know, like I said a little bit earlier, there's, there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff and now there's a lot of single agents. They don't really know. Uh, they don't have someone to talk to. They don't like uh, have a sounding board necessarily. Yeah. So I like that side of it. And I like to talk about what the heck the market is doing. Um, and I like to, it's going to sound a bit arrogant, but I like to try and do it with people that I think know what is going on. Because kind of nothing, when you're a real estate agent, nothing's worse than when you walk into a party and everybody's like, so how's the market? And they don't really mean that. And they don't, they just like, they're just like, hey, how you doing? That's what yep. they mean to say. Yep. But they don't know what to say. So they're like, hey, how's the market? And then it just kind of, it's like, well, I would love to sit here for an hour and tell you exactly how the market is from the beginning of time till now. Right. Um, but you, then, you like pull out a graph of the last 43 yeah, years. Totally. And you're like, well, just, yeah, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what's going to happen at the next, uh, the next interest rate announcement. So it's, but most people don't think about it that way. Uh, obviously we do, uh, our guests do and the people in the comments for sure do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just thought it was so awesome to be able to make this extension. And for me personally, the reason I wanted to do this is because this is actually a lot easier for me to do than my videos. Yeah. The amount um, of time so it's actually less time consuming on your, on your main channel videos I know is excessive. Like it's excessive. Yeah. Yeah. And it hurts your brain sometimes to come up with the ideas because mm-hmm. you don't just want to be one of those channels. And we know exactly which one of those channels there are out there that are just like, here, let me uh, get eyeballs. 
I yeah. know how now to get eyeballs on the YouTube side of things. And do I want people in the comments being angry or do I want to educate people and have a good it's conversation, right? It's the same thing as like, we have to make that distinction of do we fully buy into the the dopamine that the views and the likes and the comments gives us and become the trash television version of YouTube channels. That's the truth, right? Um, I don't know. Listen, I have never watched an episode of Vanderpump Rules in my life, but I'll tell you, uh, my wife and her TikToks, and I'm like, I know what's going on, this crazy stuff. I've never listened. I have no idea what that was before, but they're like sitting there and, and last night, they were watching like one of the reunion shows. I'm like, didn't you watch the reunion show last week? They're like, it's a thir- three parter. I'm like, oh my God, they're milking <laughs> everything out of this. And not to say like, that's the trashiest of the stuff on TV. It's probably not. Cause I don't know. I don't watch it, but I don't want to become that. I want to become, I'm okay to give up the views and whatever. And maybe the notoriety of more people knowing who we are as long as I get the right people there. Um, because I mean, listen, and, and I think the, and, I think we have to give credit, obviously, to everyone that listens and the viewers as well. You guys are smart people. You know that we don't come on here just for fun every week and talk and spend all this time and energy just to get views and make $60 on our highest performing video. That would be stupid business plan. That'd be really dumb, right? Unless you like, you know, had a trust fund and you just wanted to get eyeballs on you or something. But like, you know, at the end of the day, we've done this always from day one for our business. And I don't think we should be shy about talking about that. And I think that's no. the truth. And anyone that is just doing it for the other reasons, you can make a lot of money on YouTube if you're getting hundreds of thousands of views at all times on on the AdSense revenue and then you build in the other things. But uh, I think I'm really happy with, I actually I had a Zoom with a guy that runs this really cool AI technology. And for all the people that listen to this, that are always complaining that they want chapters, we're working on something really cool that hopefully will solve that problem. But Tom's he, working on something. I don't believe in chapters, but okay. He he said something to me that kind of like made me think. He's like, you know, you and your co-host, I looked at your main channels. Both of you almost have 10,000 subscribers in like a, a small little real estate niche. He's like, in anything else, in sports, in whatever, that's like having 100,000 subscribers on your channel. But you guys chose a boring topic. I'm like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> but... Um, so it's anyways, I don't know where I'm going with any of this, but I'm happy with what we've done with our channels, what we've done with this podcast. I know we we were playful with the titles and the thumbnails, but I hope when people get here, they're actually getting valuable information, not just like a bunch of conspiracies that could be fun to talk about and go down a rabbit hole because that's a waste of time. In my Couldn't opinion. find the spot, Tom, where you were talking about the 2008 market crashing and this being the same thing. I couldn't find the spot. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's welcome to YouTube. This is what right. happens. Title, thumbnail. And then like, that's the, the, the hope is that we find people that think the same way as us. And that was kind of the big thing, right? Like find people that I'm unapologetically, uh, very, um, I, I bullish. I hate using that. Um, I think owning real estate is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Same. Um, I It's been for sure one of the best investments, obviously. Uh, but I feel like everyone should. Like, I feel like uh, I've discovered something and it's like everybody else can have this feeling too. Yep. Um, and so I really, really believe in it, right? I believe in 
what I do because I know what my team can do and I know what a lot of the other rest of the industry does. Right. Um, so I really believe in what we do, but then I also, uh, I just believe in it from a homeowner's and investor's point of view. This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by none other than my co-host, Steve Karish and Karish Real Properties. Look at that. He's got a mug he can give you if you reach out to him. <laughs> um, you know, in all seriousness, you know, I, ma I make jokes with Steve all the time on the show and we, and we have a lot of banter. But the reality is, if you are someone looking to buy in Surrey or the surrounding areas, this is the guy you have to talk to. He understands what's happening. He has well over a decade in the industry, even though he still looks kind of young. Not that young, but kind of young. His team is amazing. They are experts and whether you are buying tomorrow or you are buying in two years from now, what I know is that it's a no pressure operation, right? They're going to give you the information you need. And when you're ready, they will be there with you and take you to the finish line. They're going to roll out the red carpet for you. And Steve knows what he's doing. And if I personally was buying a property there, this is the only person that I would trust to call. He's someone I've also sent my clients as well. So if you want to connect with Steve and his team in Surrey and the surrounding areas, you can go into the first link in the description. And Steve, what do they do when they get to that link? Well, you can book a call with me using that link in the description at a time that works best for you. It's really simple. You just pick the time, enter in your phone number, email address. I'll give you a call at the time. And uh, yeah, we'll see how we can help you out. We also know that a lot of real estate agents listen to this show as well. So if you have clients that are moving out to Steve's direction, make sure to reach out to him as well to see if he can help them throughout their journey. I know they will roll out the red carpet for your clients as well. Okay, Tom, there's only one thing you I want you to clarify. Mm -hmm. First of all, how do you say it? It's the Fraser, like Razor Valley. Fraser Valley. So if you are in North Delta, Surrey, Langley, Abbotsford, White Rock, or Mission, give me a call but tom mm. this communication is not intended to cause or induce breach of any agency agreement existing agency agreement i almost had it right like i am dealing with um a few clients right now that are on the investor side that are making some really smart decisions and i'm like well this is going to set you up young people young right. people um and then I'm also uh, finding a bunch of renters that are like, I'm sick of getting kicked out, man. Every yeah. three, four, five, six years, uh, you know, my tenant or my uh, landlord sells or they're moving in or who knows, rent eviction, whatever it happens to be. And it's like, oh, man, I just want to be able to own it. And I'm like, man, I, I help people with that journey. And that's what's fun and exciting to me. Not the next rent or rate increase or whatever that's yeah. not that's such a small part of the business in comparison to uh you know people wanting to live inside and put their kids under a roof one thing i used to preach a lot on my channel was like the long-term perspective and like just who cares what happens short term as long as you can afford to make the payments yeah like some people are going to make out like bandits and some people are going to get crushed if they're thinking short term right i had a meeting with a seller yesterday and she bought her condo in 2012 for I think 300 and change, right? And I was sitting down with her and going over the numbers and I'm like, you know what, I, I think you're probably worth just under 700,000 today. And uh, and we were talking and, and, and she was saying like, you know, why is it that prices have gone up again this year? 
and we were looking at the numbers and I was showing her, I was like, well, look, here's where inventory's at. Um, for downtown condos in that section, as of that meeting uh, yesterday, our inventory level was 2.1. So fundamentally in the seller market territory, especially in her price range, most of the properties were selling sub 700. And she was just talking about like, how do people afford to, to jump up? How are people buying things? And we talked about the things that we always chat about, you know, the, the family money and the people getting in at a smaller mm -hmm. thing and, and moving their way up. But she had said that one of her best friends was always in the mindset of, I'm just going to wait till it falls. I'm just going to wait till it crashes. I'm just going to wait. And they've had this mindset for a decade. And, and now they finally got to the point that they've acknowledged like, I made a mistake here because I wasn't thinking long-term. I was thinking short-term and what was crazy to spend $300,000 on 12 years ago now costs 700,000. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it's just so hard to, to, to leverage your way up in life and net worth and all the other things that you're trying to do. Um, if you know the stock market, right? If you're building your own business, things like that, by all means, but what do you think for 90% of Canadians? Yeah. Home ownership forces you to figure your stuff out. It forces it's, you to it's build faves a lot of people too with their bad, with their bad spending habits and that sort of thing. I just put together a video, um, last night. Uh, I'm still working on the title. I just, uh, it'll probably be out by the time this comes out. Um, and it was just basically the bull argument for the future and i just broke it all down um about why i think things will continue in this manner uh for the foreseeable future and then it's funny that you brought up that story because my uh wife just went to uh an event last night and she was like oh i was talking to this person that i haven't spoken to in years and they actually sold out at the top of the market in 2016 and waited to buy back in Right. And I think the townhouse, I don't know, I'm going to assume it was four to four fifty at that time. Now that's a nine, nine fifty. And now luckily for this person, they have other holdings where they've done well, but just not their principal residence. Mm -hmm. And they're generally speaking overall doing very, very well with the investments that they made and the real estate that they own, but they don't own their principal residence. And I think that person, if they would have bought in in 2016, would have another eight nine hundred thousand dollars worth of of i guess net worth than they do currently it's funny because we always hear the side of things on the negative side which is like well okay you say the housing correction is over but wait till the next correction happens or yeah prices have gone up but wait till they go down again but then on the flip side it's like you just said the how the peak of the housing market and right away i was like oh they sold oh, what do you mean they sold in 2021 they're probably laughing right now but that's not what you meant you meant the previous peak and there oh, and guess what here? guess what there's gonna be another peak steve i don't know when but it's going to happen so i just did this uh analysis of a client who made a move last year and so they went from a townhouse uh to a uh, what I would call a luxury condo. Mm -hmm. So they sold at like the like the day, the top of the market. Okay. And I was like, okay, so they sold for like a million fifty. Two months later, I sold the next unit in that same complex for eight seventy five. 
the lows this January were like 839, something like that. Okay. Then they bought it and they downsized. They bought in to a place in the 800s and that the unit directly below them just sold this week. That's actually what prompted me to do the the search. And that unit just sold for 50, I'm bad at math, 40, $50,000, maybe $60,000 more than what they paid hmm. at the peak. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking but, like two hundred thousand dollars plus in the wrong, in the right direction, right? Timing the market perfectly and getting into a different type of product where um, there was much more capital available. Oh, it was just it was just the most Cinderella story of all time. Of, and Steve, of perfect timing. I'm guessing they planned this out for ten years to time the market perfectly. And they had the graphs and they figured everything out and all their best friends were economists and they know Tiff on a personal level and have drinks with him on weekends, right? That's what happened. That's how they knew how to do it at this time or what happened? You want to know the perfect story? Uh, that client was very aggravated in the townhouse complex because it was a very family friendly, nice townhouse complex. I love it. I've had many clients live in and out of, and move in and out of there. Um, but there was a kid that played basketball in front of of their unit every single day. Dunk, 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 dunk. And it was like, oh, and I was over there listing the property and I was like, does that go on all day? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that goes on all day. It's go, time for me to go. They got to go shake that kid's hand and say, thank you right? for annoying us. And also, here's, uh, here's some the, college money. The 20. <laughs> The 20, 30 something first overall pick by the Toronto Raptors from Surrey, BC <laughs> is this going to be the case, but it was, yeah, it was like, yeah, I'm just ready to go. Like, I don't want to be in this family friendly complex anymore. Um, I want hmm. something that's more higher end or kind of more exclusive and man, did it work out, but Let's take the other side of it. Somebody bought that unit for too much money and they're sure. screwed and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, it just depends on um, which news agency is phoning you for that story, right? right. Do you want to talk to this person that just made uh, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars no. selling in a crashing market? Or no. do you want to talk to the person that the bought at the peak and now uh, if they sold today would lose 150000 bucks? You pick. Well, I think we know who every news organization organization would pick. We um, sure do. Have you now noticed, because I've noticed on my board, um, we had historically low inventory this year. That is the only reason, in my opinion, why prices have done what they've done this year. That's it. That's the only thing that makes sense. There's just not a lot to choose from. Um, obviously, the demand side as well, but because of the of the inventory. You need to go back and watch my video, Tom Story. There's I many more reasons. Watch your videos. Anyways, the... <laughs> But to be fair, I don't consume any content that's real estate related other than making this. I listen to one other podcast, the Smartlist podcast, that like I I stay out so I can have my own opinions. And that's not true. Yeah. I do watch I do watch if I'm going to watch a video, I watch your videos. Um yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Okay. Inventory. I've started yeah. to notice in Toronto, we've had more inventory hit the market the last 2 weeks not than we've seen the last month, but it's getting better and we're starting to see it here. You're finding inventory kind of started to creep up. Yeah. Is it getting to levels we need it to be out, be at or just healthier than maybe where it was? 
Oh, it's starting to get healthier. Um, so I think I've seen, I'm interested to look at the stats when they come out here. Um, because the active listings on the market at any one time are different than the active listings that the board reports because the board is like a stamp in time. Yes. Uh, and the active listings is always changing each day. Uh, and I find that the active listings reported by the board at the end of the month, for some reason, I think it might have to do with like canceled listings and rollovers and relists and all that. It's it's a little bit lower number. Um, but it's always been right around 4,000. Mm-hmm. And the other day when I checked, it was at 4,700. Okay. Right. So I think at the beginning of the month, it was about 42. Then it rolled over um, at the end of May, about 4,700. So there is a chance that we've had 10, 15 maybe as much as almost 20% um, at certain times of the month add, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be not enough because I'm still seeing offer dates on everything and multiples on everything and our buyers lost on something the other day and <clears throat> doesn't seem to be enough. But inventory is coming. Yes, which um, is good. Which is nice. Very good. And it's not, oh, my, all these people are losing their homes. It's not that. Like what we need. Now, if you get 20% every month for five months, that's a bad thing. But if you get the summer bloat, which is what always happens, it's usually May, June, July is the highest. Um, but are we talking about our, we- our bodies or the housing market? <laughs> uh, the active listings on the market. My, hey, no, I weighed in. Not this my morning. summer I'll bloat. You on that. I'm going to update you on my way in this morning too. Um, stick around till later in the episode for my way in results. Steve um, Steve is fighting TK in jiu-jitsu later this month, so he's he's getting I'm, mentally I'm ready. really considering I'm really considering taking my first BJJ class, but we'll we'll see if that goes. Um, okay. What was I saying? Oh, uh, inventory coming on the market. So I think it will hopefully get up to that 6,000 listing range if we're lucky by june and august and then i hope the buyers don't just go oh well i'm gonna wait now like that is your opportunity those are now okay we can get into properties that we don't have to go unconditional we don't have to compete we can maybe negotiate a bit off but here's the trap is remember what happened in 2021 the market almost stopped in july Mm -hmm. really quickly and then it was like end of august was like okay gone again Goodbye. See you later. And then it went into the most hyper craziness ever. So it just goes back to like, don't sit and wait for the better opportunity. Make the move when the time is right. Um, Because I think that there's a real good chance that even if uh, that stuff comes on, that doesn't mean prices are coming down, right? All all those listings come on doesn't mean prices are coming down. It could mean, though, that because we've seen four or five months of prices increasing every month, though, you could start to see the summer stabilization where you don't see increases anymore. And I already know how the other side is going to look at that. They'll be like, look, more inventory is coming. Prices have stopped going up. This is the beginning of the next bad moment in time where realistically, as, as their argument was for the first four months of the year, was, ah, this happens every year. It's like, yeah, you know what also happens every year? More inventory heading into the summer, a slower yeah. summer. And the summer is going to have less inventory, like actively, or sorry, new listings coming out because July and August are historically, you get less on the market, but you're going to have that roll of inventory. And then guess what? Probably picks up again in September like it like it does always. The video I did with the inventory, which was like, I titled it something about FOMO, which seemed to do really well. Was that where you just picked like- all the data? 
<laughs> I only cherry, <laughs> cherry picked 43 years of 43 years of data. Um, the best 43 years of 43 years of data, by the way, I only picked those numbers. Um, but the, the hump was like every year. It's like December's the bottom. Yep. The next December's the bottom, just hump, 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 hump. And then every single year does that. But this year it went like December and it went up a little in January and then totally flat. Mm. So we don't have that big uptick. So I think the, the uptick in listings is going to come later this year uh and then i assume it'll go back to i mean we can only hope that we go back to this amount of listings right now on the market in december does that make sense yeah it does so make like sense. i would like this to be the bottom instead of the bottom being like 1400 listings because that's just not good well what what happens normally too is like all those listings are there in december and they all come off the market after december 20th as you head into mm -hmm. the new year but only a certain percentage come back. And that's why every year j people are complaining in January, like, where's all the properties, right? And that's why yep. we, we list a lot of stuff in early January because it actually does pretty well for our sellers because you're My not competing. Favorite time of the year. Isn't January list. 5th your day? That's the day? January. And the first business day after the new year is yeah. the day to hit the market. And uh, those people are usually all sold within seven days, long closings, and yep. have, have your pick of the litter when they start coming in February, March. Um, so do we expect now, because there's a bit more inventory coming, that it's going to be a slow summer? Are you anticipating that? Or do you think there's still enough on the demand side that... Slower. Slower than where we are currently. Yeah. But not like a 2022 summer with rates going up. Not like up January. Anymore. Right. Right. January was, I think, my second worst month in like 10 years. Um, and then... April, I want to say, was our busiest month or second busiest month in ever? like two or three years. Okay. Right? No, not ever. 2016, man. 2016 was the good times. 2016, I think we did uh, 21 deals in April in 2016. Whoa. Just that month. Yeah. Right? And then like when you look at, and then there was another month we did 20 and then like four more months we did like 14. What did you do so in May? Was, what did like you do? Year. What'd you do in May this year? Put you on the spot. Oh man! Yeah, uh, May this year, yeah. seven. I want to say eight, seven or eight. Okay, a April this year was twelve. Yeah, but like January this year was like two. Okay, it was. Yeah, it was crickets. Right? We had a really a big uh, April and May where we did double digits both months. Like we we had a lot of stuff coming. So and that's why it was like okay, well, it seems like things are moving again. Um, Okay, now I want to move this conversation here into something interesting that we've been something talking people are going to listen to as opposed to the last little bit. Yeah, yeah. No more inventory talk. We're going to talk about um, real estate agents leaving the industry. Um, now, this data came out by NAR. They are the National Association of Realtors. Uh, they primarily, or no, they focus on the American side of things. However, the data is usually pretty much on par with what our markets end up doing. We're maybe just a little bit behind. And they said for the first time since 2008, the amount of people re-upping on their membership dues or the population of realtors actually went negative. And it was only negative by like 1% or something year over year. But it started going negative for, for new people joining the industry or leaving the industry or just total amount of people. Not with. less people than were in the industry at that time, though. So No, like, not less than 2008, but the okay, drop okay. off, the drop off percentage wise um, uh, hadn't happened to that since 2008, basically. 
Yeah. And uh, do we believe, first of all, is this going to happen in Canada? <laughs> and I already know the answer to this, but you're going to say it. But this could be a good thing for the consumer, or does it not really matter because the people dropping off are doing three sales a year anyways. They were tourists. They were never going to stick around. And you know what? They were never a competition anyways. Uh, the way you say tourist, it just What did I say? Me. Tourist? Tourist? I think you say tourist. Uh, I say like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I hear that too much out of my own mouth. But you say tourist. And I think something about the way you say housing. I just want to punch you right in the face. Tell story. Um, no, you'll get a chance in July. <laughs> Uh, here, here's where I'm wondering, okay, is it then these people are failing out possibly? Yes, probably. Um, or is it like every other industry where the boomers are leaving, they've made their money and they're gone and they're done. I don't think so. Uh, you don't think so, but, no. um, I'm seeing it. I have someone on my team retiring within the next two weeks. Retiring. Not renewing their license. So that's that's the thing. Retiring and not re renewing the license are different because most... Now, that specific situation was because of a, a, a contract that they had to not renew their license because of a takeover. Is, is that what happened? No, they don't have to not. Okay. Um, it's retirement. So that would lump into the same... Yeah, I guess. But I feel like most realtors don't do that. They keep their license, but but like unofficially retire when they get to that <clears> point. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Most agents, probably true. Uh, I just think there's going to be a drop off of... Like, what did they say the average uh, broker is in Canada? It's like 67 years old or something, like managing broker. Or, oh, managing like, it's broker. It's like, some... like office manager, basically. Yeah, we call them. Yeah. I guess you guys would call it broker of record. We call it managing broker. It's like the guy that whose license is also on the line. If you yes. do something bad, that person. Yep. Um, it's like sixty-seven years old. So there's a certain amount of those people that are just like dying. Um, there's there's got to be some that are retiring. Um, so I think there's some of that. But yeah, people should walk away if they're not making any money. Um, most people should probably when they before they get into this business, they should probably sit down and interview people and go, uh, how much is it that you make? You just gave me the perfect segue because mm -hmm. I have Do the I? information what, what on this. Oh, yeah. For you're going to tell us how much you make. Uh, no, I'm not telling you how much I make. Um, I would love but, to do that in an episode, by the way. I'm well, you know what? Forward. I would actually be happy to if we get the data for both of us mm -hmm. and show and, and maybe it's because, you know, we run our teams, we pay our team members splits on everything. We have expenses. It would be interesting to show. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I show how exactly much how much I take. Yeah, maybe how much I don't take or how much we give away or how much I spend or what percentage of the business is actually profit at the end of the day. That could be correct kind of because because when you go on a listing appointment and they say 5% or whatever, that's too yeah. much. And then when you break it out and you're like, okay, well, 2.5 immediately goes to the other guy. So now mm -hmm. I'm at two. And then let's break out my $7,500 worth of staging and my admin staff and my brokerage's cut and all this stuff. And you're like, you, what you get charged off of your net sheet as a seller is not the same as what a real estate agent makes. It's a totally different equation. And I think the problem uh, showing that value is so much of the industry it is, is oh. a tourist as mm -hmm. you like to say and they don't do any of those things and they 
uh, don't necessarily do all of the marketing and staging and, and have all of that. And then they luck out into a very big sale. And then they literally do take that money home. And maybe it is $25,000 for that transaction of which mm-hmm. they did very little work, but it's probably one transaction and they're not a real business owner. It is, it is easy to have a good year in real estate. Uh, you know, talk to me when you've done a good decade, right? That's more impressive. And then a real career that's hard. Having any, a one year thing is lots of people do that and then they fail out still. So that doesn't mean anything. I um, just had an amazing idea before this before we get into what real estate agents make wow what an amazing really? <laughs> what an amazing segue okay. into why you just booked your flights ah. to vancouver should we do this should we do this live impromptu i have no notes i'm gonna let's do, do this live. from my brain from let's my do it brain. live okay so our current channel sponsor is richard robbins and masters academy now this is a real estate conference that i have been to I don't know, 20 times already, like back and forth, Toronto, Vancouver, Toronto, Vancouver. There was one in Florida. We've been going everywhere. I met Steve through this. 90% of what I've accomplished in real estate is because of Richard Robbins and his and his company. That's just the truth. More than anything, he's taught me confidence. I think that's the biggest thing that I can say. Confidence and, you know, you get forced friendships like me and Steve, right? <laughs> You're put into a group one day. You're like, I guess I'm talking to you. Um, But uh, this is happening in July. It's the 5th and the 6th, correct, Steve? Uh, July 5 and 6th at the Hyatt Regency Vancouver. Amazing, beautiful venue. And uh, I got myself a hotel room. So I'm not even commuting in from terrible, the dark lands of Surrey. I'm going to be down there and we're going to have a few cocktails. I'm trying to get a dinner reservation uh, because the networking is so awesome. It is right. The networking with yeah. other agents is probably my favorite part of the whole thing. But just like you, I've been to, I think I've been going since 2011. I've uh, done them in Calgary when they used to do them there. Uh, Toronto, the current Toronto venue is actually really awesome compared to where it used to be. It was like not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the downtown Vancouver one, if you're not from Vancouver and you don't just take the city for granted like I do, like it's amazing to fly in and uh, get to be able to spend time if we get good weather this year. Last year we did, remember that little kind of mini version in Whistler mm-hmm. for members only? That was phenomenal. That was a lot um, We spent way too much time together, but it was super fun. I just booked my ticket yesterday night. I'm always very late at booking my plane tickets, but it's a done deal. So I'm flying out there. I'm going to be there in person. Happy to see Steve. And the biggest thing here is that if you are a listener of the Tom Story Show, in the description, there is a link that you can buy a ticket. And once you click that link, there's another, like our logos right there. You click our logo, you save $200 off. My understanding is this is the only place that that is something that they are offering. So our listeners have, and listen, at the end of the day, I would never take on a sponsor on this channel if I didn't believe in it. That's the truth. Richard and his company have been phenomenal to us. I've made so many amazing memories. They're the biggest part of my real estate career. And I want other people to find out what that's like because it's absolutely game changing. And I know, Steve, you you feel the same way. I do. And I wish this promo was available when I bought my whole team tickets, which I did not get the discount on, (laughs) Richard. I want you to know that I paid full pop because this year I'm bringing my full team again. Uh, Unlicensed uh, assistants, all of the licensed realtors uh, on my team. We're all going to be there because I do believe uh, this particular conference, 
when I went to it uh, the first time, we I don't often bring uh, my administrators, but when I did, like it was the thing that solidified our team. Right. They were because when yeah. you bring in the people that are the support staff, they they don't really always see the vision, right? And then when you bring them to this, it was like oh, and now um, my current assistant, um, my office mom here. Uh, this is she's 10 and a half years now with me wow right? and i do believe it has to do a lot with bringing her to the first the first uh richard robbins event when she went and it was it was phenomenal and i think the thing that solidified it for her was seeing doug bulger i don't know if doug bulger is going to be there this year that's someone we should try and get on the podcast doug would be um yeah it's actually i'll call him right after this um <laughs> final so, thing hang, hang on hang on hang on let me try so book your tickets now using the link in the description below. Save $200 by using the Tom Show link and come see us and learn from the best professionals in the industry from all across the nation, July 5 and 6 at the Hyatt Regency, Vancouver. See you there. Joe Polish is Boom. also speaking. It will be fun. Okay, now, Stephen, I want to talk to you about what the average realtor actually makes do you mean the average Canada. realtor that does not attend the RRI conference July <laughs> 5 and 6? No. I, you know <laughs> what? From spray. these numbers, yeah, I guarantee they're not showing up to the conference. Um, okay, so this data comes from wowa.ca, W-O-W-A.ca, okay? They're like an informational site. They, I, I checked the, the sources on everything here. It looks they're as okay. legitimate. Yeah, it looks fine. Um, wow. Wow. This, this, <laughs> this is going to make you say wow. Okay, the median, median, I like medians better than averages. The median salary of a real estate agent in Canada was $46,212. Any initial reaction to that, Steve? Higher than you thought, lower than you thought, exactly what you thought? My initial reaction is I don't believe that at all because I would assume the median in Toronto itself is zero. <laughs> Is that wrong? Like the median out of 76,000 agents, I would assume the median is zero. Uh, like, I have, honestly. I, I don't know. I don't know for Toronto. This is Canada data, right? This is Canada-wide data. So I would assume that pulls it up. And then when you get into like on uh, Alberta, it seems like every agent there can do like a 450,000 transactions on their own without an assistant. So I've got some, I've got some data on that too. Okay, so 46,000 is the median. Seems for high. I would say that sounds average. Yeah, well, um, yeah, but sure. not but not median. Now, most real estate agents do between one and zero sales per year, with a select few doing a large number of transactions. So, go on, question. So, if most do one to zero, mm -hmm. how is median forty? Steve, I'm just down? the guy reading the numbers. Okay, I would. I want to look at the numbers. I'll send it to you after. Okay, um, cool. Only the top. Let's 10%. not do our research in advance. <laughs> Let's look at them after. After we give our opinions, then we'll do our research. Yes. Only the top ten percent of agents make more than ten sales per year. I think that makes sense. Then it goes on to say that agents pay licensing fees, registration fees, insurance, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. I'm not going to bore you guys with that. Yes, we have expenses. It says that real estate brokerages usually take up to 30% commission split from real estate agents, meaning the agent makes $100, they keep 70, the brokerage takes 30. Some brokerages are like this, some take less, but then you got to spend more and it's a whole thing. But that's that's how they're basing these numbers off of for the net proceeds, Steve, that it's a 70-30 split. If you're on teams, it could be more or less than that, depending on where the opportunity comes from. That's um, a very presumptuous 
I think it's somewhat fair though. If you look industry wide, I think it's and people on teams, I think that's a fair number. You think it's more or less than that? Well, thirty percent. I mean, most brokerages that follow a thirty percent model cap out at about a hundred grand and then or well, whatever it is. These agents and aren't then, doing more than that anyways, so it right. doesn't that's matter. that that might be yeah. Right. Yeah, that might be true. Um, but if you're at like a uh I believe like a Remax model, you're at a hundred percent or ninety five percent or whatever whatever Remax is at. And then they actually have higher office fees. So uh it's very skeptical. Okay. All right. I will continue as Steve rips this apart. Um, buyer agents usually make more per transaction than listing agents. Make more. Are you going to say false? That's not false. That's true. In Ontario. Okay. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about that the buyer's agent is trading their time for money. Where the listing agent is keeping more of their time but spending more money. I know when I list a property, at least for me, the agent on the other side is netting more money than I am on that sale because of what I had to spend to get that property to the market. Yeah, and you guys split fees. We split fees 50-50. Yes. Yeah, and we don't. You you don't. On your side, seller seller side keeps a bit more? Yes. Okay, so for the market, sorry, let me rephrase that. For the markets that matter in Canada, the buyer's agents usually make more money. Um, no, no joke there, didn't get a laugh. Okay. Um, oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I just found your notes and I am actually was just looking at them. So what did you say there? Sorry. Uh, it doesn't matter. I said Ontario is the only market that matters. Okay, um, then it says the average number of transactions per real estate agent. This is the average. Um, Newfoundland, the average realtor is 24 transactions with an average commission of $5,000 per transaction. There's 8,400 homes that sell per year and 700 people with a real estate license. Now, this isn't in my notes, Steve, but I also went a little deeper on this. The average income earned for a real estate agent in Canada, the highest place is Newfoundland. You have to do more transactions, but there's way less competition. Home prices are lower. Your commission is lower. But the average earned, like the average of everybody, is actually the highest in Canada. And Ontario was way down the list because there's so mm-hmm. many of us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying in BC, uh, there's 23,000 agents. Again, that could be slightly different. And now, I think this came out sounds, last year. Sounds right. Sounds right. 132,000 transactions. The average agent then based purely on that and not take into account that there's teams and it goes under one agent and yada, yada, does 11 transactions with an average commission in all of BC of just under $10,000. Now, these average commissions are taking into account 30% taken off the top for expenses or brokerage splits when I'm giving you these numbers. Okay. So, okay. And then the 11, like 11 is the number in my board to be in the top 10%. So I would say the average is a lot less, but right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but sounds, there's a lot sounds, of people doing sense. a ton. All right. And then yeah. a lot of people yeah. doing nothing. Now, if we skip down to Ontario, um, they're saying there's 79,000 agents. I know on the Toronto real estate board alone, we've cracked 80,000. So that number's over a hundred thousand now, uh, over 300,000 transactions a year. The average agent is doing eight, which again, we know it's skewed because most people do zero and lot, some people do a hundred, right? They're saying the average commission is $15,000, um, for Ontario after the 30% off the top, which makes sense based on the average sale price. What was interesting to me is that markets like BC and Ontario, you would expect them 
to be the places that people make the most amount of money because the cost of living is higher, but they also have the most amount of competition and the most amount of quote unquote disruptors coming into those markets to try to, you know, make it that real estate agents have less opportunities. Um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I'd never really thought about that, but uh, yeah, most, cause you know, you watch selling sunset, you watch million dollar listing. It's like sit out here on the patio have an espresso, grab my phone, put it on speaker, have my pop socket at the back and just talk to him and be like, uh, no, uh, $2 million is our final offer. Okay, thank you. Done. And then it shows on the and screen, ching, ching. And I've made, up. Yeah, and I've made $14 million. Um, is but that not how it works? But you know what I see if I never actually told you? A year ago, I went through three rounds of interviews. It was all on Zoom for one of these reality shows. And didn't get picked. I do remember. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah, yeah that was didn't, didn't get picked. And um, they never really told me why. But I always thought, I'm like, I, my day-to-day -day is too boring for these shows. Like, You're not I, douchey I would, enough. Yeah. I would really. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Steve, for saying that. I appreciate that. I'm not douchey Yeah, enough. you're welcome. You are not douchey enough. I try not to, uh, at every point in my life, have douchebag friends. And <laughs> Tom, you are not douchey. Um. So thought that was interesting. There was a few other things I wanted to ask you on this episode, this very, very special uh, one-year birthday episode. Uh, swag ideas for the show, okay? We put out a poll asking people if they would like us to make T-shirts, and, and we're not doing this to make a bunch of money off you. We'd probably sell them at cost or whatever. With or a resounding no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a lot of people that said yes as long as they're funny. And so I was trying to think of like, just like statements. Yeah, Steve's got his, if you're not watching on YouTube, he's got a, show that, uh, a shirt that says homeowner AF on it. I'll let you decide what <laughs> AF stands for. Um, I was thinking like, you know, you, you make a little thing with the, with, the, with the brand new podcast logo on the shoulder or, or whatever. And then we have sayings where it's like five-year fixed under 2% or I hit you know my I trigger just, rate. Just, we'll we'll just, figure some funny ones. You know what I just thought of? I had money that I couldn't for some reason get out of PayPal. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And uh, then I saw something come up where I could pay with PayPal and I had these made. I don't know if I'll be able to show you this. Little stickers. You know my you know my NASA logo t-shirt that I had for? Yep. That I had little sticker hologram stickers made that do this. I have that, that sticker so in my that, office. Oh, oh, that's right. I think I brought some to you. Yeah, that would be fun with the Tom Show logo on it. Yeah. So it, we're it, thinking we'll do some fun stuff with it. Um, you know, it's not going to be expensive. It's just going to be for a little bit of fun, and uh, we'll let you guys know when that is ready. Um, Steve, I know you have a few other things that you want to discuss, but before that, I want to ask you: Do you watch Succession? I did watch Succession. I was late to the game, but have you finished it? Did you watch the season yeah. finale? Okay. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk about spoilers here. I just want to know: Did you like the way it ended, or did you not like the way it ended? I would say there's no other way it could have ended. It pissed me off. I oh I, yeah, that's I, the point. I don't disagree with you, but I was like, I invested so much time into this show, and that's yeah. the way you ended it. Like it just made me so mad. All the children were acting like little babies. And don't spoiler alert it, man. I'm not, that's not giving, they, they act like babies the whole show. That's not giving anything away. Um, I just, it, I left and I turned it off and I was like, Ugh. but then everyone I talked to loved it. And I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't feel Yeah, I mean, way. it was, it was, it was way better than like, did you ever watch Dexter? No. I watched Dexter and it was so good for the first few seasons and it got lame. And then it just ended in the worst 
way oh, really? possible. Like worse than like Game of Thrones. Ugh. Like Game of Thrones was terrible. The last episode, the, the, last the second season. last episode or whatever in the no, 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 because the white the ending the White Walker thing was the be- I was like this is awesome. <laughs> um, the next episodes after that were like, eh, why are we doing this again? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was appropriate. I thought it was appropriate. I mean, mm. it was no, it was no five minutes of black or whatever. Like the what it was it. The so, Sopranos spoiler alert: The Sopranos twenty years ago. Yeah, I didn't watch The Sopranos though. I've never seen an episode of that or The Wire. Me neither. Me neither. Or Breaking Bad. <clears throat> and I've been told I'm I'm an idiot oh, by dude. everybody that I need to watch all these shows. Yeah, yeah. Actually, start. Uh, we're gonna restart uh, Better Call Saul and then go into Breaking Bad. Oh. Because is Better Call Saul supposed to be prequel. after Breaking Bad or pre? Prequel. Oh, interesting. Okay. It actually might not. I don't know. I don't know. Because okay. there's probably some things that make Better Call Saul better if you have watched the other one. But anyway. Fun piece of trivia. Bob Odenkirk was supposed to be Michael Scott and actually had that role until like the final days until Steve Carell took it over. So interesting. Um, for The Office. Oh. He plays Better Call Saul. Oh, is that who? He was? plays the guy. Oh, thank, thank goodness it was Steve Carell. Um, final thoughts, Stephen. What's going on? What else you want to talk about in this episode? We got some big, big, fun guests lined up. And oh, speaking of big, big things, uh, or how much we've lost of things. What's the uh, what's the weight loss update? I checked in this morning. Uh, I think I'm doing way better than Keith. Uh, he is probably struggling more than I, as most people would. Um, but I told him I was going to rub it in his face and yeah, you're not going to beat me and I'm going to kick your butt. Um, so Keith, I wish you all well and I hope you start kicking butt and uh, doing what you said you were going to do. But I am doing what I said I was going to do and I'm crushing it. And from, do you want from peak or do you want year over year? How are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, you're going to skew the stats anyways. So well, just, no, just the, give it the, to so here's, here's the issue is we actually started the bet after I had already, um, give it to me from peak. I want to know from the top. Okay, from peak. That's the better number, anyway, right? Uh, from peak, forty six point seven pounds as of today. Holy moly! Congrats, yeah, man. man. Like twenty percent of my body weight's gone. Wow! And I can tell even from recording these, and Brianna even mentioned it the other day. She's like, Steve's face is really thin. <laughs> yeah, I um. You want to know the the big telling point like if you go back and watch the live episodes you saw that i had like my first set of boobs and then my second <laughs> set of boobs was kind of under here right and you can see it particularly i think in, like, i remember you saying episodes. that as we were recording them yeah. yeah yeah well if you say that in front of i i use some pretty foul language offline with dana and dana's like not a cursor not a <laughs> like straight and narrow um so uh, i was talking about that and he was just laughing he couldn't contain himself um so when those set of boobs went away, like that was like, oh, okay, like this makes sense. But what I did is I pulled out my BC Live, this like black BC Lions hat that I wear everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I hadn't worn it in a long time. And I put it on the other day and I had to tighten it. I had to like go to the next notch. So not like just yeah, my yeah. belt, but my head is losing circumference. Um Ooh, circumference. Is that a word I thought I would ever use on here? I don't think so. And there I think I used it correctly. So uh, my head is less fat than before. So How are you uh, feeling? It, you feeling good? 
I mean, it's not, I a, tri it's feel, not a trick question. <laughs> I, I honestly don't feel a lot different. Yeah. Uh, sleeping good for sure. Okay. But I don't feel different. I just, I can like literally feel my ribs now, which is nice. Okay. Right. Like this is like, oh, I feel like a regular human. Um, I'm old. So my body's starting to now look like I probably did this too late in life. And now I don't know if I'm going to get the, the stretchiness back so I, I look a little bit like a deflated water balloon with my shirt off but i mean that's better i guess than looking like a full water balloon with your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know like that uh that's just i mean it's age what are you gonna do i'm coming up on what am i gonna be here in the next little bit what year is it i'm gonna be 43 soon that's by the so, way I that mean, is not old at all so uh no but it's a lot older than you well Fair. And it's a lot older than the demographic of people listening to this podcast, by the way. That's you what think, I should have gone over. That's what you'd think. That's what you'd think if you look just at what the analytics tell us. But in real life, I'm not getting that same. Um, I don't I don't believe the data as much based on the people that I talk to in real life that say that they listen. I find that it hmm. is uh, people that are older as well. So, Well, it's higher in uh, women on... Audio. The audio side yeah um which kind of shocked me because i don't know i just pictured dudes listening to maybe i just hang out with dudes i don't know but uh, i just picture them listening to audio more often um but the the youtube side is going so hard into like that 35 year old man male whatever thing um yeah maybe that's why all the comments are so negative jerks like me we're attracting jerks like me you know I, I can tell we'll wrap this up here but i i've been uh watching when i go to steve's channel i check out his videos just to see his back and forth with people and they're hilarious like you're so good at not taking things personal and just like putting little funny remarks back i don't know it makes my day when i read <clears throat> those it makes me laugh a lot yeah i'm not I should probably stop. I would like to know, actually, uh, if you're listening to this this far in, if you could please do me a favor and actually leave a comment. Let me know if you think I should on my main channel. Just ignore the doom, gloomer, negative commenters or if I should continue to engage because I really enjoy engaging them. And when I post, I oh, by the way, if you post stupid things on my channel, I'm for sure posting them on my Instagram. Um, I really enjoy that and the amount of reception I've never received more messages on my Instagram than when I post those things because you're posting like, the back and forth you had with someone right yeah you're taking a screenshot yeah, yeah. I don't mind and you will stay on and so just like this channel generally speaking um, we will not like we will hide users that get abusive I, I mean I sent you one Tom the other day that was yeah, like it's disgusting I couldn't even share that like yeah, I couldn't yeah. I would get flagged and taken down if that stuff was it's wild that YouTube so, even lets that stuff be posted and doesn't auto flag it the, some yeah, of it's like yeah, yeah. Gee, man it was nuts yeah some of it was terrible um, but also uh, you know if if as soon as the name calling starts and then just the like the harassment if you want to call it that or whatever like it just it has to stop so those people will be but i i mean i love a good back and forth totally um uh i get that and then you realize that hey man if you're if you're going to be in the youtube comments 95 percent of those guys are just poking the bear for the sake of poking the bear and they don't believe anything that they're talking about right so yeah, that's a little, fun. it's a little bit of entertainment and fun right yeah, yeah it's a little bit of fun so yeah. uh should i stop doing it let me know in the comments if i should just like because i am considering never responding to comments like, I 
maybe I think you I should. Know. I think you should respond. I I really maybe not to every single one, but yeah, I just well, what do you do though? You generally don't respond to negativity on your channel. I just, you just it just like, sits just there. Skip it and yeah, 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 I don't care. And I don't. I like to have the fun with it. Yeah. Um, but. And that's probably why your, your comments are more positive than mine. Sometimes you'll just write like, are you okay? <laughs> Is everything okay in your life? <laughs> like, uh, I'm honestly not been, worried about your comment, but like, are you all right? <laughs> I have done that too. I have been like, hey, um, I really would encourage you to stop watching my channel if it makes you this angry. If yeah. you not owning real estate, if like whatever you got going on, like please find something that makes you happy. Um, so let me know. Let me know if you should think I should keep keep it up or or not. I also wanted to say a huge thank you if you've made it this far into the episode. Um, I feel like we should have done this at the beginning, Steve, but just like the only reason why this continues to work and me and Steve, if there's th if three people showed up every week, we probably would have given up on this truthfully. Um, so the fact that you guys show up, you, you let us know that you're listening. We really appreciate it. If you share any episodes with a friend, I just want to really say like, thank you. Um, it, it means a lot to us. Like this has been so much fun and you can say now officially we're heading into season two, year two, and we're going to keep going. We got no plans of shutting this down. We're going to build this. We're going to make this a lot of fun. We're going to get a lot of people on board. And, and the more that you listen, the more that you like, the more that you share it, the bigger guests that we can get. Right. Because one of the pitches that when we, when we reach out to people that are like big fish, we tell them like, Hey, we do this podcast, but you know, this is the views we get. These are the audio listens. Like people are yeah. here. And that's one of the reasons we'd love to have you on the show. And if that continues to grow, our guest list is just going to continue. And to we encourage your like interaction, right? We want, we want to yeah. get reviews and, uh, to, to help push the, the audio side, say on Apple and comments here. Um, but let's not take it too serious too, right? Like I want to have fun. Like totally. if I see, if I would love to see a comment down below that says like this podcast has the best Swiss cheese in the business, right? Like that is a comment that I know now, like, okay, you guys get it, right? Like something just silliness and fun and interaction. Yep. And, um, and then we'll try and sprinkle in the occasional economist and, you know, take it from there. We're going to have some fun with it. We are just getting started. The best is yet to come. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We didn't even start this one asking you guys to like or subscribe. I just totally skipped it because this was a special episode. <laughs> so if you haven't already, please do that. We appreciate you being here and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. Happy.